I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What up, bitches? Welcome back to Law of Attraction Changed My Life, your number one in the UK self-development podcast that is going to inspire you, motivate you, and hopefully give you the techniques that you need to truly fucking smash your goals. Because I know that over 90% of you listening are women and some gay men, but we are the busiest, most time poor demographic in society, women, especially women with children. And so our goals often end up coming at the bottom of the heap and we never really work on living our best lives and achieving the things that we really want to do. So that's what this podcast is aiming to help you with. Anyway, I am Francesca Amber, your host who is very excited because I have recently discovered this new kind of technique or method which I'm going to share with you today that is going to help you to achieve more in a week than a fucking year. Well, that's just from my own experience, but wait and see, it's going to blow your mind. So I learned about this particular technique about a week ago and I wanted to talk about it today because this is something that has really, really helped me recently with my very, very long time goal (laughs) of writing a goddamn book. So I had a book published back in 2008 and it was an absolute dream come true. My entire life I have been a writer. I love it. But in recent years, I've never really made the time or the space or the energy or anything for it because other things have always taken precedence. Something like writing a book is something that takes a concerted amount of time and effort over a prolonged period of time. It's not something that you are going to get instant gratification from. And one of the things that I love about my job is that, you know, I can create a podcast in half an hour and get kind of instant results. You know, that week people will tell me, oh my God, this has really helped my life or I've really enjoyed it. I can create a post or a reel or a whatever. And you kind of get this instant gratification from it. But what it does is it kind of 
makes it really difficult for you to find the focus and the discipline to achieve goals that take a longer time period. For example, like writing a book. Now, this technique or method that I found is something that I learned about listening to a podcast with a man called, I believe his name is Rob Dial, and he is a mindset expert. And I listened to this in my car, this podcast, and I decided to try it out. Now, I've spoken so many times in the past about how amazing it is to consume content online, whether that's a podcast or your favorite Instagram or whatever it may be, about ways that you can improve your life. But it don't mean shit unless you actually implement it. And I made the very conscious decision to go home, get out of my car, go home and actually implement this technique that I just learned. Now, this is ideal if you have a goal, but you feel very overwhelmed by that goal. It feels far too big. You have no idea where to start. Maybe you struggle to focus. Um, so many of us have that problem now. Um, if you don't know... <laughs> Whenever I go to like say a fact, I always feel like, have I got this fact right? Can I even remember the real fact of the fact? But I'm pretty sure it is China does not allow their youth to have TikTok because the idea is that these shorter and shorter form videos are creating a much uh, shorter, uh, what's the word? See, I can't think of the word because clearly I consume short form fucking format videos and now I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, Short form content uh, reduces your attention span. And so they believe that the rest of the world are creating this next generation that have a very short attention span and will struggle to actually achieve anything of note because they can't focus on anything long enough. And the Chinese are not allowing their children to do that. So anyway, that's what I heard. That's what I heard on TikTok. I don't know if it's true, but that's what I heard. So if you struggle to focus, you are not alone. We are a generation suffering with this. Or maybe you just procrastinate on this goal. You manage to achieve other goals in your life. You manage to set yourself targets and achieve them and and you're you're maybe like winning in other areas, but this particular goal, you just are procrastinating on it. So For me, this is 100% writing a book. Like I said, I've already been published. I had a book published in 2008. It was an incredible experience. It was an amazing part of my life. I really do identify as a writer. It's something I get a lot of joy from. And my eldest daughter, Bohemia, just got the head teacher's award for the whole school for her creative writing. And it really made me just think like, oh my God, like it's in her too. Like my grandfather was a writer, my uncle publishes books. I love writing and now my daughter is. So it's really sort of like renewed this vigor in me to be like, I need to start writing again. So when I set my goals at the beginning of the year, writing a book was like, a massive goal on there. It's one of the most important ones for me. But I knew it was probably going to be the goal that was most difficult for me to achieve because it would require sustained effort, a bit of self-discipline, a bit of motivation and a little bit of focus, which I really struggle with. So I assigned it to later in the year as the first part of the year, the first part of 2023, I was very, very overwhelmed with my house move. I had two house moves in December and January and it fucked me up. Like 
a lot of my early sort of quarter of the year goals were related to my home, such as getting a pool and a remodel of my downstairs, because I recognize as a person, and I feel like when you do self-development work, you start to recognize things about yourself. And I recognize that I am very affected by my environment. And so being in an environment that was not conducive to me fucking thriving. Like that was a priority for me was to get my home environment sorted. And sometimes I think when we talk about our goals and where we want to go in life, sometimes things like sorting your home out, to me, they sometimes sound a little bit um, superficial or a little bit silly. But your home is the backdrop to your life. Your environment is going to be a massive indicator of what you achieve in life. And so I knew for me it was very important to make that a priority and get that sorted. So the second quarter of the year was the summer. And as always, I dedicate this part of the year to living my best goddamn life. I wanted to travel the world with friends. I wanted to let my hair down. I wanted to have a summer of pool parties and have quality time with my children. Because yes, that is sometimes a goal for me is just to schedule in quality time with my children. And by scheduling in, I make it happen. Do you know what? I had my last pool party of the year out in my garden at the weekend. Um, We had a very, very abnormally hot weekend in October. It was like 24 degrees, full sun. I just had an open house and I just said to friends and family, just come round, bring your children, bring whoever you want and we'll just have a great time. And I drank a lot of rosé. I had a great time. I think I even got a little tiny bit sunburnt, like I caught the sun, guys. Um, And my friends came round, a couple that live in the village. And my friend's husband said, do you know what? Like we got all our garden done and everything. And he's like, we have not sat out in our garden one day this year. Like We just haven't at all. And sometimes I think that's why it's so important to, it sounds really obvious when you're like, I don't know, Like for me, it sometimes feels a little bit silly to say, oh, I set a goal to want to do my garden and then actually spend time out there, like make memories, like have friends round, get day drunk on rosé, get your tits out for the neighbours. Do you know what I mean? Like live your best life. And it really made me realise like I used to be that kind of person that would be like, fuck, another summer's gone and like I haven't spent any time out in my garden or I haven't had that barbecue that I always said I was going to have. And it really does take a concerted effort and attention to say, this is what I want my summer to look like. And these are the steps I'm going to take to make sure it happens. So I'm feeling very smug at the moment because we are at the end of summer. We're going into autumn. And I can look back on my summer and say, I actually have made the amazing memories. I have done all the things that I wanted to do. So it's very, very rewarding to do that. Anyway, that's not what I'm talking about. So I was talking about the quarters of the year. So here we are in quarter four of the year or quarter three, if you're going by the actual seasons and not the Gregorian calendar, but we are going by, you know, January to December. So we are in the final part of the year. We are in quarter four and I want to make it count. I want to prove to myself and to others, as always, (laughs) not to write your year off in October because it ain't over yet, bitch. 2023, it ain't over. 
you can still have the year of your goddamn life. You can still make the incredible memories. You can still achieve what you want to achieve. If you are sat here now saying, oh, it's nearly 2024. 2024 is going to be my year. Look, I love that for you. 2024 is going to be my year too. You better believe it's going to be amazing. But don't forget the season that we are in right now. We are still capable of creating incredible things in our lives in this last couple of months of the year. But anyway, this goal to write a book, right? I put it off and I put it off. I put it in the final quarter of the year. I told myself once summer's over and once I've got my house sorted, I'll be less overwhelmed and I'll be able to like hunker down in the autumn stroke winter and kind of get it done. But I was just really putting it off. And whenever I thought about beginning to write this book, I would be super overwhelmed because the task itself was too big. I had too many book ideas. I'm self-publishing, which is something I've never done before. And I would really struggle to focus and basically just procrastinate like it was my goddamn job. Just procrastinate all day long. And I was also super prone to distractions. So I would have a work day where the children were at nursery and I had a whole day to myself. And I would get distracted all day long, whether it's by little menial jobs or stupid items on my to do list or my phone or whatever. So I actually heard something on a podcast the other week that was so interesting about distractions and it's really stuck with me. It was either on a podcast or it was in the book club, I can't remember. But what it said was the word distraction. So a distraction is anything that diverts your focus from getting the job in hand done. It stops you making traction. And I don't know why, but that idea that distraction is the opposite of traction really fucked me up because traction is such a great word, right? Like if you are working on a goal and you're making traction, you're making, you're making fucking moves, like that's an amazing thing. So a distraction to stop you making traction is like highly offensive to me. So it's not so bad if the job is cutting the grass or making your bed. But what if the job in hand is like a lifelong goal that would hugely improve your life, like setting up a business or writing a book or committing to your health? Say you have really bad health and you're like, now it's fucking now or never, I have to do it. So that distraction is suddenly very, very offensive to me. It is literally trying to cock block you from achieving your goals and living your best life. And frankly, how fucking dare you? So do you want to know what the worst distraction is? I think we all know, right? It's your goddamn phone. It is your phone. Mobile phones are both the best and the worst invention ever. I think it is incredible that in this day and age, we can run an entire business from your phone. You can run an entire business. You could set up a business and start running it and start making money from your phone without leaving your house. That is incredible. But they are also incredibly, incredibly addictive. So we have to take our distractions, which is mostly our phones, into consideration when we have a goal that we are not achieving through lack of focus, discipline or motivation. Just think about how many hours of your day are stolen by procrastinating on your phone. And I'm not talking 
about the 30 minutes of actual useful use, you know, replying to emails, making a doctor's appointment, whatever. I am talking about the doom scrolling. I am talking about the Google rabbit holes you find yourself going down. Oh, Lord, I finished watching the David Beckham documentary on Netflix last night. Lord have mercy. I forgot what a slam box guy fucking Beckham was in the goddamn 90s. I started going down a rabbit hole of Googling David Beckham circa 2010. Was it 2010 when he was playing for um, uh, Real Madrid? Oh, the blonde hair, the long hair, the constant shirtlessness. I was in deep. I was in deep into that rabbit hole. Now, anyway, if that was a person who was taking all of that time and attention, but giving very little back to them, you give them a kick in the dick. You'd be like, hey, stop wasting my fucking life. So we need to think about your distractions and just being aware of your distractions. And I think I speak for like 99.9% of us when I say your phone is going to be your biggest distraction. Now, the second factor to think about is your environment. And I'm a big fan of talking about how our environments can help us to either win or lose in life. So I heard this little saying the other day, again on a podcast, and I want to repeat it here for you. It says that the people who have the most willpower and who are most consistent are not the people who are born that way, but those who have designed their environment not to test their willpower. Oh, Lord have mercy. You could turn this episode off right now. That, but please don't, but that that sentence right there is pretty much all you need to change your goddamn life. If you are struggling with willpower, if you are struggling with procrastination, that right there, designing your environment to help you to succeed is a massive fucking win. So I used to work in my sitting room and I do not blame myself for that. I had a very, very small house where I couldn't work upstairs in the evenings because my children were all asleep. And I didn't really have any other choice other than to sit in my sitting room. And so once I put all my children to bed, I would come downstairs and I would try and record my podcast from my sitting room on my sofa where there were blankets and a snack tray and candles and low lighting and it was all snuggly and everything was pointed towards the TV. I was setting myself up to goddamn fail. It would take me five hours to complete what should have taken me an hour, like basically an hour's work because the environment was not conducive to me working. Now, I'm very lucky now. I have a bigger house where I can come up. I have a completely separate area to have an office. I have a bright light in there. I have a hard chair. I have a desk. I have no distractions. I have no radio, no TV, nothing. I have everything I need in that room to create the podcast. There's no excuses. And I cannot tell you what a difference it makes to my productivity. I'm even thinking when I got my kitchen done um, at my old house, me and my sister used to work together one day a week and she'd come over and we would sit at the kitchen island and we would work. But the problem with that is you're like, oh, let me just chuck a load of laundry on. Oh, let me just empty the dishwasher because you're in that environment. You are surrounded by distractions. Again, you're setting yourself up to fail. So if you can create an environment that is going to help you rather than hinder you, 
you're on to a fucking winner. Um, I have no kitchen right now. I have no kitchen and no dining room because she's addicted to renovations apparently. And I tell you what, it's had a real impact on mine and my family's diet. It's really had an impact because the environment is not conducive to healthy eating, to preparing meals, to eating together around a table. It's incredibly difficult. So please don't underestimate the power of your environment. And finally, overwhelm. We can all experience overwhelm when we are faced with a big goal that maybe has several steps to it. So I want you, before we get onto the actual technique that we're talking about today, fucking hell, I've been talking 20 minutes. Jesus Christ, I've not even got onto the technique yet. Before we get onto the technique, I want you to get clear on what it is you are going to start with. So this technique is I. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Deal for just getting you to crack on with whichever task it is that you are struggling to make traction with. So before we start this technique, you want to clear the overwhelm. You want to work out exactly what you want to start with. Now, I want to give you an example of me writing a book, right? Because I think that this may help some of you. I believe that one of the reasons that I was finding it too difficult to get started is because I wasn't clear what the goal actually looked like. One of the big roadblocks for me was I didn't know whether I wanted to be published or self-published. I've now cleared that up. I am self-publishing. Then I had way too many book ideas. There are too many books that I want to write and I didn't know which to do first. So I have a great idea for a book that I really wanted to be like my first law of attraction book. I really wanted it to be like the big one and like I wanted to have like a big launch and all this kind of stuff. But I realized that I had another book idea that was a hell of a lot easier to write and I could kind of get my head around a lot more and also had a bit of a deadline. So there's a few factors there that make it a lot easier. Number one is a deadline. Number two is it was a lot easier format to write. So for the purpose of this, I'll just fucking tell you what it is. It's a gratitude book. So every year in the book club, we do a gratitude practice in January. And we've been doing the same old one for the last three years, the magic. And every time I've done it, something incredible has happened in my life. And it's been amazing. Cannot fault it except I'm about to fault it. It's very outdated and I felt like quite a lot of the practices, I was I was changing them and improving them, but it wasn't really in keeping with the book. I can't really describe it. So anyway, I was like, do you know what? Before next January, I'm going to write my own 
gratitude process. And it's something that I was really passionate about. And guess what? I haven't fucking done it. So I realized that writing this book that would just be 21 chapters that was like a day per chapter would be a hell of a lot easier than trying to formulate this idea for this book that had flow and that had a journey and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, do you know what? This needs to be out by this January to be able to do it in the book club. So I'm just going to get started with this book. So just beat your overwhelm, decide what you're going to start with, get clear on where you need to start. And then this is where we move on. And this is where we move on to the technique. So those are the three factors to consider. Distractions, environment and overwhelm. Now on to the method or technique itself. It is called the Pomodoro technique or the Pomodoro method. And you're going to be like, Fran, is this it? Is this it? But let me tell you, it's changed my goddamn life. So you clarify exactly which task it is that you're struggling with. Like I said, this could be a mammoth task, like writing an entire book, or it could be a smaller task, like I really need to start doing my tax return. And the idea is you set a timer on your phone with an alarm at the end. Now, you do the alarm so that you don't have to keep looking at your phone or looking at your clock to see when the time is up. You're going to set a timer for 25 minutes and you are going to work purely on that one task for 25 minutes. Now, if you are a busy bitch like me, you can find a 25 minute period in your day to do this that suits you. And this is the idea of it. We so often tell ourselves, but I don't have time. I don't have time. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Your brain is going to tell you that. But if you schedule in 25 minutes to be able to do this, it's going to change your goddamn life. Okay. Now prepare for the first six minutes to be the absolute worst. And that's because it takes six minutes for the brain to warm up to any new uh, process that it's doing, any new activity that it needs to focus on. So your mental focus will follow your visual focus. So basically, whatever you are looking at is what your brain is going to be focusing on. So I want you to sit and for the first couple of minutes of this 25 minutes, if you if you find it hard to start, if you're struggling, just sit and look at your screen, your desk, your notebook, whatever it is that you are about to work on. Just sit and look at it for a minute or so. And this may sound really silly and you may feel silly doing it, but it gives your brain that little bit of time to really focus in on exactly what you intend to do. You also are going to have absolutely no distractions during this 25 minutes. So during this time, you can either just sit there and do absolutely nothing or you can fucking get on with it and you going to get on with it. Okay. That's what we're going to do. So your brain will be saying to you at this point, but come on, you've got so many other things to do. You could be ticking this off your to-do list. You could be getting the laundry out of the washing machine. You could be doing this. You could be doing that. Fuck it. This is 25 minutes. You're dedicating 25 minutes to your long-term goal. Okay. You, if you don't have 25 minutes to dedicate to your long-term goal, it's something wrong with your life. Now, Rob Dial, the guy that I learned this from, he goes quite extreme and he puts on a hat and a hoodie whilst focusing on this particular task. So whether it's writing a book or whatever it is that you just need to absolutely tunnel vision on, he puts on a hat and a hoodie 
to narrow down the peripheral vision so that he cannot get distracted. So basically, he wants to have blinkers on and just be looking straight ahead at his screen or his book or whatever. And this tells your brain to tunnel vision in on that task. This is all we need to work on. This is all we need to focus on. And you would be amazed at how much this really works. So after 25 minutes, your alarm is going to go off. And the first thing is you'll be surprised because something you have struggled to start for years will be flowing and you will struggle to stop. Now, here is where we get on to the second part of the Pomodoro technique. And this is to rest for five minutes. So 25 minutes, absolute focused work, five minutes rest. Now, if you're like me, you might be thinking, five minutes rest. Okay, great. Pick up my phone, have a little scroll on social media or whatever. I beg of you, do not fucking do that. The worst thing that you can do during this technique is to go on your phone. So you will have been focusing intently for 25 minutes, absolutely in your flow, getting this work done, right? And now your brain needs this five minutes rest and we're going to get onto that in a second. But if you pick up your phone and start scrolling, you will be focusing your brain on the huge amounts of information coming through your phone. And your phone is also quite up close to you. You're looking quite close, which is telling your brain that you still need to focus. Don't take a rest. You're still focusing, still focusing. It is no kind of rest at all. It is still taking up your energy. Have you ever come in your house or whatever and just lay down and be like, oh, I'm just going to scroll for 10 minutes because I just feel like absolutely exhausted. I guarantee you after that 10 minutes, which is never 10 minutes, it will turn into half an hour. You never feel rested. You never feel rejuvenated. You never feel like, right, now I'm ready to get on and crack on with the day because it actually fatigues your brain going through this constant scroll of information. It does not rest you at all. What you do want to do for this five minutes is to close your eyes and rest. Just close your eyes and rest. That's it. Now, if you are studying something, if you are using this to achieve a goal of learning a new language or learning to play piano, that's something I'm considering putting on my goal list for 2024 is I think I might want to learn piano just for like my own brain, like my brain health and as like a hobby. Um, The reason you're going to close your eyes and rest is because our brain does something called a hippocampal replay. Now, during sleep, this is the process in your brain that replays your day over and over and over again. And it will do it at 50 to 60 times faster than in reality. And doing this over and over and over and over stores whatever happened in your day to your long-term memory. So this is why often we will dream about what happened during the day in some sort of like weird fucked up way because this is the hippocampal replay. Now, what's really interesting is that whilst you are awake, if you close your eyes and do nothing, you still go into this hippocampal replay, but it's not as fast as when you're asleep. It's about 20 to 30 times faster than reality. So like I said, imagine the effects of this if you were studying. 25 minutes of focused studying and you're like, right, I've got to keep this in my brain. I've got to keep it in my brain. Who knew that the best way to fucking keep this in your brain was to simply lay back and close your eyes for five minutes. Now, 
I actually practiced this today whilst I was preparing for this podcast. So I gave myself 25 minutes to write all my notes out with all of the facts and all of the things I wanted to include. And then I laid back and closed my eyes for five minutes. And I just thought, wow, how amazing is this that you know, every month I'm consuming a brand new uh, self-development book. I'm absorbing all of these new ideas, these techniques, these processes. And quite often, some of it goes in and it fucking goes out the other ear. But imagine in the future, if I'm doing another Q&A on stage or whatever, and someone says to me, Fran, I'm really struggling with a long-term goal. I'm really struggling to find the the willpower or the self-discipline or the motivation to do it. Because I have now studied this hippocampal replay, I've studied this Pomodoro technique and then I've laid back and closed my eyes for five minutes, that is going to store to my long-term memory and I'll be able to recall that when I need it. So it's just basically improving my my study of the law of attraction. I just fucking can't believe it. I'm so happy about it. So I wish I'd known this when I was a student. It would have changed my goddamn life, but you better believe I'm going to tell my daughters about this when they are studying for their exams. I'm going to tell them all about this. So using this technique, I have written almost half of my book in two weeks. So this is a goal that I have had for years. Something that I had been putting off and procrastinating about for years, I have pretty much half achieved in two weeks. It has been an absolute game changer. So I beg of you, try it today. Try it today with a goal that you keep delaying or a task that you are really struggling to complete and see what you can achieve. I think you'll be really amazed with yourself at what you can actually achieve when you just apply this simple technique. So tag me in your stories. Let me know what you've managed to achieve using this technique. I'm on Instagram at Law of Attraction Changed My Life and at Francesca Amber and I'll repost as many of you as I can. I'm really excited to see how many of you have actually tried this and been like, oh my God, this is fucking life changing. And you can use this technique up to four times in a row. So 25 minutes on, five minutes off, 25 minutes on, five minutes off. Of course, if you're interested in this and you want to know more about it, you can Google it. There's so much stuff online about the Pomodoro technique and you can increase your focus time up to 45 minutes and then have a 17 minute rest. That is like the absolute optimal, the most successful productive people are using those time frames. But obviously we just need to work up to that for a lot of people working for 45 minutes, nonstop, no distractions is quite a change from what we've been used to. I don't know about you, but sometimes, like I sit down at my desk or I sit and I think right I've got a bit of time to myself I need to get all this stuff done and I seem to just flip from one thing to the other to the other to the other and I feel overwhelmed and I'm trying to tick things off and I'm going for the easy win items just so I can tick them off but they're not really moving me forward in any way and it's incredibly frustrating because living that way means that you never ever get to actually make progress on the goals that are going to move the needle, that are going to have a big impact on your life, your finances, your career, whatever it might be. 
So my hope is that so many of you today will have got value from this. So many of you will use this going forward and that it will help you to achieve your longer term goals and dreams. If you've got any value from this podcast today, I would love it if you could rate, review, subscribe. Each one of those things takes mere seconds and it truly helps me out. And if you want to come and follow me on Instagram, like I said, I'm at Francesca Amber. I'm at Law of Attraction and changed my life. God, why did I pick such a long title? Every time I have to type that out, I'm like, Lord. Lord have mercy. Um, oh, one thing I have to tell you before I go. So this podcast has actually moved. You won't have noticed any difference. It looks exactly the same, but I have left my beloved old Buzzsprout. Honestly, if you are thinking of starting a podcast, I highly, highly, highly recommend Buzzsprout. They're incredible. They help you with everything. It's so user-friendly. Like I'm a fucking idiot and I could work it. Like I love Buzzsprout. But they did not offer advertising opportunities. And it's insane that I have almost 10 million downloads of my podcast and I am not getting any sort of ad revenue from it. So I have moved to Acast. Now, this means nothing for most of you. But if you have subscribed to the Manifest with the Moon episodes, which are my bi-weekly extra episodes to a month on the new moon and the full moon, these are now going to be on an Acast Plus subscription rather than the Buzzsprout subscription. So what that means is if you have signed up in the last month, you're going to be pissed off with me if you've got to sign up again on a new thing, right? So for the purposes of that, we cannot figure any other way around this. The next two episodes, so the next month of Manifest with the Moon, is just going to be on my regular feed. So it will be available for everybody to listen to. So if you've paid for it, the £4 and you were subscribed to it, you will get to listen to it anyway. And if you type bastards didn't pay for it, (laughs) no, I'm joking. Uh, If you didn't pay for it and you didn't listen to it before, for the next month, it will be publicly available. And then from next month, it will be on a new subscription called Acast and you'll be required to sign up again. I apologise. I fucking hate technology. I'm so sorry. Um, But it should be really, really simple. It's a quick, easy sign up thing and you'll be able to start listening to them exactly as you used to before, which is just here on this regular feed. I hope that makes sense Um, and I hope that you're not angry with me that I had to change it over. Um, But yeah, that's the easiest way that I can figure out how to do it. Apologies. Um, Also, if you want to come and sign up to my New Year's goal setting party, the tickets are now at their regular price. So they were at an early bird price that has finished now. It is now at its regular price of £33.33. And we will be doing this on Saturday, the 30th of December at 8pm UK time via Facebook Live on a private Facebook group. Fucking hell, I feel like this is the longest sentence in the world. Um, This is going to be my third year running It's my absolute favourite day of my year. Setting goals for the year, planning out my year is one of my favourite fucking things to do. Um, But I had a message the other day saying, "Um, is this suitable for me if I just work a nine to five and I don't have my own business? And I was like, oh my God, I would never have even considered that people would think it's not for them because they don't have their own business. That seems wild to me. So absolutely, this is for everybody. When I set my goals for the year, I look at the wheel of life and I look at which areas I feel depleted in, which areas are really thriving and which areas I want to focus on that year, depending on what kind of season of my life that I'm in. So 
I will often set myself goals that are purely for fun and recreation. So it'll be like, I want to go to this country this year with my friends and have a fucking great time. I want to take my children to three different countries. I want to go and experience this luxury resort where you can fucking sleep with a lion. Then I'll have goals that are like personal, um, like my very, very personal based. So self-improvement literally of myself so some years I'll be like this year I want to get my teeth straightened with Invisalign or this year I want to I don't know whatever you want to change physically about yourself I'll have social goals I'll have like a goal that'll be like do you know what I really want to have a friend that's in the same kind of industry as me that understands what I'm going through that I can talk to about this stuff or maybe I want to be able to travel with my friends more and have fun experiences and do you know luxury experience whatever so you can make goals in all areas of your life and all of those things that I've just mentioned have nothing to do with your job or your career so absolutely you can come along and make 2024 the best year of your goddamn life no matter what you do for a job so I'll leave the link for all that shit down below um, or you can just go to francescaamber.com Anyway, um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here with me. I've really enjoyed this episode today. I think because I'm like so passionate about it because it's working so well for me. I hope it works so well for you too. And as always, I will see you next week. The law of attraction has changed my life. It's going to change yours too, bitch. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.